This is the 99X Technology Podcast. Tune in to RTN Tech Sessions every Thursday for practical approaches and solutions to all things tech. Hi guys, uh, welcome you all to the uh, 99X uh, Weekly Podcast. Uh, I am Bishan, your host for the day. Uh, this series is uh, about uh, uh, re- uh, new Java related technologies and uh, today we will discuss about uh, consuming SOAP web services uh, with Java. So joining me to the session, uh, Samant and uh, Chintak. So guys, uh, can you brief about yourself a bit? Yeah, thanks Vishal. So uh, my name is Samant De Silva and uh, I work as an Associate Technical Lead at 99X and been working here for the past uh, six years and uh, specially uh, specialized in uh, Java-based uh, technologies and currently working in a Java project as well. So. Uh, yeah, that's all about me. Yeah, okay. Uh, hello guys, I'm Chintaka and uh, Chintaka Dasanaga. So, uh, I, I have been working here for about, I think, nine years and I have total industry experience about uh, 13 years almost. And uh, basically, my stack was also uh, in uh, Java stream, basically in uh, E2EE projects and uh, using Spring technologies and also working with uh, some client-side technologies as well on Angular and AngularJS. And those things, yeah, that's pretty much about me. Chintak have I think Chintak joined uh, in our earlier session. Yeah, yeah. As well, I right? participated for that uh, Java uh, upcoming trends and the uh, license. I think the first first, first part, episode yeah, of this yeah, series. That's the same. Yeah. Yeah. So guys, I'll uh, uh, right get into the question. So, uh, how do we consume a SOAP web service using Java? Yeah, actually, Bishan. Uh, consuming or communicating with a SOAP web service. Uh, there are mainly two methods in Java that we can follow. So uh, the first and the most simple, uh, simplest forms and you can say uh, most old school approach is to basically create a HTTP request um, and uh, send a SOAP envelope in the form of, form of a XML payload request. So in this approach, we basically uh, create a HTTP uh, request from the Java side and uh, send the request payload uh, as an XML request and we do not need any framework in this approach so um, there's no need to worry about uh, you know playing around with any uh, frameworks here and uh, this approach comes with its own disadvantages as well because um, basically if you take uh, sending XML in a, a request and you know maintaining the XML code within your Java client, it, it, it is a tedious process because um, as time passes, we know these uh, SOAP web services they uh, sometimes change their formats and uh, we'll need to uh, change the request parameters or maybe the entire format of the request. So uh, maintaining this code wise, it's uh, it will be a hectic task if we uh, go with this method. Uh, but overall it's a simple and straightforward way to uh, you know just basically send the request and get the response from the server and uh, the next approach uh, is uh, commonly known as the contract first approach uh, which is actually the most widely used and i would say the recommended way of uh, consuming or communicating with a web soap web service Um, mainly if you take this approach we uh, use a specific web service framework. So uh, we'll 
come into that uh, a little bit deeper next. So this web service framework, we feed a WSDL file um, and basically what it does is it generates a set of classes for us uh, to communicate with this SOAP uh, web service. So as we know, the WSDL file uh, is known to be the definition of a particular SOAP web service and it uh, describes the uh, different complex types and uh, also the operations or SOAP actions that particular web service provides us with. So uh, what a web service framework does is it do goes through these particular complex types and it directly converts those types into Java classes or uh, Java objects commonly known as DTOs as well. So when it comes to the operations part in the WSDL uh, file, it converts those operations into methods. So the there are classes and inside those classes there are methods. So this is how actually uh, speaking on a very high level, uh, how what the uh, uh, contract first approach means. And uh, I should also mention that um, when generating this client-side code, you can uh, use these uh, frameworks by command line as well as a build tool like ant or maven and uh, also we can integrate these to our ci build server um, to execute uh, upon a build specific build yeah so i think uh, these are the two approaches but uh, actually speaking the second approach of using uh, a particular framework is more is, is the widely used widely. yeah so sound since you mentioned about uh, frameworks uh, what are the widely used uh, SOAP web service frameworks out there? Yeah, there are actually a wide range, which I'm uh, speaking of uh, uh, JAXWS, which is the uh, main uh, inbuilt uh, framework uh, supported in Java WE as well. Uh, it is the J Java API for XML web services. And uh, on top of that, there are more sophisticated um, uh, frameworks like, uh, you know, uh, Apache's. Uh, Axis, Axis 2, and uh, Apache CXF, so uh, and Spring WS. So there are many frameworks like that, and each of these frameworks um, comes with their own advantages and disadvantages as well. Um, I think, uh, briefly speaking, um, when it comes to the widely used framework in the industry now, uh, I think uh, Apache's uh, Axis uh, has been, you know, widely used within lots of projects and uh, it uh, comes with many support lots of documentation so it's easy to uh, uh, work with this specific framework but if you are talking about uh, very simple if you are starting from scratch uh, i think uh, you can go with uh, JAXWS as well um, i think uh, chintaga uh, would um, uh, share some important Facts yeah. on this. Uh, yeah, uh, to uh, add something to that, uh, on top of uh, actually JAXWS uh, kind of uh, tools are actually the uh, basic uh, boilerplate things that you come when you uh, do Java web service clients in Java technologies. But uh, there are like uh, some other sophisticated, more improved uh, technologies and uh, frameworks like Axis and uh, this Spring WS that those are basically built on top of those basic tools like Jax WS, and when you involve with that kind of a, uh, improved uh, framework actually like Axis Two or something, 
actually you get lot of uh, chances to avoid those boilerplate coding and also uh, uh, you it will handle all the uh, bottlenecks that you will uh, stumble upon when you are dealing with a basic tool like JXWS. So that is kind of an uh, uh, improved version. So it is very easy to use and uh, with, with lot of documentation and also it is coming with lot of uh, built-in features that which are not available in the uh, underlying uh, JXWS or any other tool. Like someone said, like uh, we can use it actually uh, with uh, command line. So some people tend to use the command line and create the stuff and use it. And sometimes you can actually uh, integrate it to your, to your build tool directly. Uh, if you're using Maven or Gradle, you can directly include it into the build tool as well. So it will also build the tool, build the stuff and generate it and will bunch and uh, package it into your artifact actually. So speaking uh, uh, about this uh, access kind of things that those have uh, very uh, improved things like security and that I think we will be uh, talking about uh, security and things uh, later on. Yeah. So there are a lot of uh, things, sample amount of things that you can uh, deal with uh, with the new uh, frameworks which are built on top of these uh, basic tools actually. So guys, uh, since you have mentioned many frameworks that we can use, uh, so what are the common issues that you encountered? I'm sure you guys working these on those four years. So what are what are the common issues? Samantha? Yeah, actually, uh, when speaking about uh, integrating specifically JAXWS, uh, recently actually we had to uh, uh, get our hands dirty on that. And uh, sometimes, uh, you know, Bishan, um, when you take the WSDL or we refer to it as the visible file uh, it has its own errors so there sometimes the schemas are invalid um, the wsdl file is basically as we know it comes in the xml format uh, and uh, we get different sort of schemas and it has as i mentioned before the complex types and the operations so sometimes a problem uh, we encounter is that the uh, schemas itself are invalid and uh, also another thing is that the complex type names uh, tend to repeat, which makes it uh, makes the, the framework uh, go crazy when you know uh, auto generating the Java classes. So these are the challenges, and uh, there are also solutions uh, um, proposed, like basically using a binding .xml file, and um, you know breaking down these schemas into different packages. So um, yeah, that is one of the main um, issues I face when using JAXWS. And um, also another point is, uh, this is not actually an issue, but uh, it is a challenge. Uh, if you take authenticating the SOAP request, so like uh, providing credentials uh, in that SOAP call, uh, different uh, frameworks provide uh, different methods of doing that. And uh, so uh, basically if you take uh, Axis, uh, Axis has its has its own authentication model called Rampart and uh, I think uh, it uses that heavily to authenticate the SOAP request. So talking about Rampart, I think the best person here to you know shed some light yeah. on that is... Yeah, I, I can talk a bit about Rampart, uh, especially uh, to be specific Axis actually. So Axis is Axis, uh, main security module is the Rampart thing. So Rampart comes with uh, lot of security features and it supports lot of security schemas like uh, it actually complies with WS uh, security specification that is defined globally and I think it was published around 2004 or something. 
so uh, it is very widely known and it is uh, the axis rampart thing is actually complies with this specification and it supports various authentication methods uh, ranging from uh, this uh, basic authentication username password or username or digested password and uh, with uh, triple list and uh, all these uh, uh, key in encryption if you have some public private keys and key store and you want to communicate with that way so it supports these all encryption methods that is widely available so if your service provider is providing some kind of a secured service with all the key stores and if they are sharing a, a public key and using it to encrypt and uh, if it comes with triple list or any kind of uh, basic authentication mechanism so it comes directly with the support of rampart so rampart it can you can include it and when you create the service you can integrate the rampart objects and fill in those uh, entities with the key key values key stores and directly call the service and get the authentication done because likewise if you use uh, some basic uh, framework like uh, framework, the tool like xws or something so you have to uh, do a lot of boilerplate coding to get this uh, basic authentication or the security thing done so that is actually being avoided by use of this kind of uh, security module yeah because uh, most of the actually uh, web services come uh, in a secure form so we'll need to basically provide our credentials to uh, get uh, the response so yeah going for a, a more mature uh, framework or a tool is yeah, yeah, recommended yeah. 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 so uh, literally support any auth uh, framework frameworks that is available uh, as of now yeah. i think uh, in my project our guys using uh, service called key clock or something uh -huh. for the yeah, authentication yeah. so yeah. basically it works with yeah. anything uh, yeah and adding to that actually uh, these uh, not like uh, talking about access kind of thing that is kind of open source tool right? yeah that is uh, widely used in uh, in the industry and it has a lot of community support if you go in the forums uh, official documentations uh, whatever you name you can have the support there so yeah. that is widely supported and many people have used it and many people have stumbled upon different issues so it is widely available in the uh, your google sites and you can find it actually yeah. it's just a bliss that you can find it uh, very easily so uh, that is the advantage of using well-known well uh, popular yeah. tool like that actually without getting your hands dirty with uh, kind of a very uh, uh, low level uh, tool to get it done yeah so that is uh, the advantage so guys uh, what are the best practices in uh, packaging and organizing in uh, generate uh, like uh, generated uh, soap client code yeah well actually uh, the well, the advisable way of uh, you know packaging this java created auto generated client is to maintain it as a package it as a jar and then uh, maybe add it as a dependency uh, and use it as a dependency in your other applications and uh, also speaking of um, storing the wsdl file vision it's uh, more advisable to have a separate basically folder resource folder uh, or if it's a sort of a web project you can store it in the webinf folder so these are small uh, you know integrities that you should um, always make sure to do because uh, at the end of the day uh, it's about you know having clean code and uh, structuring your uh, project uh, need so that you can maintain it pretty well so um, i would say i think um, uh, having it as a jar and uh, then you know adding it as a 
dependency into your other projects is the preferred way yeah and like and into that actually uh, say like if your web service provider is uh, having a contract with you say like uh, is not going to like change the operations or complex type in 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 your future so you can actually keep your wsdl in your repository in your local repository than than uh, referring it over the web and create the stuff and create it uh, get it one time job so that it will be bundled and packaged and mounted into your project directly rather than uh, going through and developing creating the stuff generating the stuff again and again so that way you can actually uh, avoid the uh, overhead that is been put on to the uh, build tool or whatever the tool that you are using to generate the code so it's a one time process that is much easier actually if you get the stuff and package it and uh, deploy it and uh, make it widely available on one of the repositories that you have if you are for example using the new repositories you can uh, put it there and uh, refer it from your other projects so that is kind of a way i think that is what we have been trying uh, with the previous projects as well yeah because yeah. Uh, speaking about uh, you know changing uh, from the service provider changing their definition uh, if in case they do change their definition on the wsdl file then uh, basically the the entire code java client code has to change as well so that's why we say uh, the, when when we basically generate the java client uh, there may be different several classes you know a huge amount of code so that's better to package it into a certain uh, type and uh, have it as a separate uh, component or module uh, so yeah i think uh, that is about uh, yeah uh, so thank you uh, chintak and savant for taking your time to uh, join with the session so uh, thanks a lot guys again uh, and uh, uh, guys please follow on uh, follow us on uh, our podcasting platform since we are available on uh, all the major platforms uh thank you uh thank you guys see you in next week